Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh soundbite. Well, Laurie, I think it was almost a year ago or so, but we were having a conversation on Zoom. So, hey, we've come a long way. I am so Here happy to see you in person. I know, finally. I know, yes. and uh, it's it's crazy that uh, 2021 has just flown by, but a very special year for you. Yes. Young man, and I say that affectionately because you still have this incredible head of hair because you, you know my husband and he's bald. So I don't know. I think that should be a, your next book, Laurie, and how to keep a great head of hair. But uh, yeah. how, how to stay young, I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's so nice to see you in person oh, because things are evolving and, and yeah. coming, moving forward finally. Yes. Okay. So this is book number two. Yes. Your first book, and it's poetry. Yes. So, folks, you know, you might remember this face because you've seen him on stage, you know, the North Kildonan community players and, you know, always so active in the arts and culture scene here locally. But now you've dabbled with the pen and you've become master of the pen. Um, <laughs> so this second book, and I have the book here so I can read the title properly, Musings on a Life Well Lived. Sierra, I, w- I always assumed it was like about you, like my life well lived no no it's about everybody's life it's it's more general because there are a, a couple of poems from from my childhood but mostly it's just about it's just about life mm-hmm. and we've divided this book into sections uh you know really uh i write because i want to stay sane and the <laughs> fact is and you asked me last time you know why did i write poetry the pandemic and it was really to help and uplift and motivate people. But it was also to keep from going insane when everything shut down at the beginning of the pandemic. There was no sports, there was no arts, there was nothing. So many, many, many years ago in university, I used to write and uh, I took up the pen again and dabbled and put a few on Facebook and people really reacted. They said, you know, you really should collect these together. And So that's how Poetry the Pandemic came about. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of kept on writing, but this time it's more, it's more positive. We're moving away from the pandemic, although at times it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like the word musings. It kind of covers everything, and there, there's everything in this book from the seasons to nature to my puppies, uh, you know, uh, to life in general. I even wrote a couple of poems. Uh, you'll remember when Prince Philip died, as an mm-hmm. example. And I remember the, the visual of seeing this little lady, Queen Elizabeth, sitting all alone uh, in the church. And I wrote a poem that day while watching her called The Final Farewell. And it was about their 70 years together, but also the fact at the end, if you, wa- if you watched, she walked out and, and kind of walked back into the sunlight. And that was kind of, she still wore the mantle of monarchy and, and so, Again, it was just 
a timely, uh, you know, poem to write. And, and so these inspirations just happen, Laurie, or do you kind of th think, okay, I'm going to write about this today? I never know what I'm going to write about. And actually, that's one of the joys of, of being, well, now a published poet, is a lot of my inspiration comes from nature. Uh, as you know, I am an avid bike rider. Ever since I was diagnosed, uh, I started riding. I ride about 300 times a year. And very often what happens, I would say 75% of the poetry that I write is between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. <laughs> because what will happen is I'll... I'll get an idea of riding a bike, you know, one day, and then it kind of formulates. But you never know where inspiration is going to come from. I find, you know, sunrises and sunsets, nature, uh, my puppies, my family, <laughs> life around me, you know, always inspires. But it comes from very strange uh, areas as well. I was, uh, I was drinking a cup of tea one morning, and I looked at my mug, and it said, Be awesome today. And I thought, that's a great poem and I wrote <laughs> and I wrote about being awesome today um, but but it comes from all over whether you're watching TV um, one of my very recent poems that isn't in this book it'll be in the next one I was watching a special on Karen Carpenter who was an absolute phenomenal singer I mean she could hold an audience transfixed and she really was a voice gone far too soon mm -hmm. and so I wrote a poem called Karen and it's about the influence that she had on the generation of baby boomers. And, and yet, so suddenly she was gone. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. Um, and then this is not the end, correct? Like there is third one coming. I, I like the idea of a trilogy. I've always, as you know, I do a lot of stage work. And I always tell my actors that a, a musical has a full circle to it. You want to have a full circle. You know, it, it comes around in the end and things are resolved. So the first book, Poetry, the Pandemic, was right in the middle of the present. It mm -hmm. was how do we cope with something we've never had to cope with before. Musings on a Life Well Lived is a, partly about the past, partly about the present, but it's more, uh, I think, more positive. I'm, I'm always positive in my writing, but there's, there's, it's a larger book. The third book, and I'm already about 60 poems into it, uh, because I do write quite a bit, uh, it's called The Future Awaits Us. So I like the idea of having a trilogy, kind of a past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. And if people keep reading and liking what I'm doing, then I'll just keep writing. Wow, so, so give us a little tidbit of the future. What does Lori see the future as? I see the future, believe now, I don't mean to be negative, but I think COVID is around to stay for at least three to five years, but we will adapt to it. We're mm -hmm. already adapting. And although new strains come out, people are not panicking like they did two years ago. And I think they're saying, okay, uh, like we always seem to be about six months behind this, the mm -hmm. behind the states in terms of you know the the Delta and now the Omicron or what mm -hmm. I, I can never Omicron I can never say <laughs> what it is, but I think I'm very positive about the future because as we adapt, our lives have changed and I think they've changed permanently and and you'll read some of that in my poetry that we really are in a new normal. Mm -hmm. the, the great news now, and one of the things I personally, and you know I'm a hugger, mm -hmm. 
One of the things I really missed was having close contact with people because there were so many rumors during the pandemic. You know, if you if you touch something, if you and of course, eventually they discovered, no, it's aerosols and yeah. it's that kind of thing. But now we can hug again and, and life is getting somewhat back to normal. Mm -hmm. And again, it changes all the time. But I see the future as a very positive future for us. I think our kids, uh, you know, have great opportunities because as much as things have changed in the last decade, I mean, I'm 67 now and, and I don't mean to sound old, but I mean, I remember the days when it was just three channels on television. <laughs> And I'm amazed by how quickly things change now. And my daughter, Pamela yes. Ross, who is yeah. my editor of, of both my books so far, basically, and I thank her over and over because I'm a poet. I am not a, a publisher per se. And uh, she handled a lot of the details. But I think that with the advent of social media and the instantaneousness mm -hmm. of everything, I mean, you know, there's so much negative news around and you see it instantly now. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the changes that we have to get used to. Hey, there might be a poem in that. I think so. Um, but, yeah. I, but I think that the world continues to speed up and, and it's uh, right now, you know, it's happening mm -hmm. now and you're watching it now. So. so maybe we just need to slow down and take a look and read Musings on a Life Well Lived. So it is Christmas Eve, so Lori, I would love it if you could do a reading from your book. Well, as it happens, I would love to. And this is a poem I actually wrote uh, last Christmas Eve. And uh, this is very appropriate uh, because it's called Christmas Eve. And I was, you know, I mean, I love Christmas time. Mm -hmm. It's a family time and, you know, you get together with your grandchildren. Uh, not your grandchildren, but my <laughs> your grand grandchildren. My grandchildren. And, and I was looking forward to the next morning and I looked out the window and it was a very cold night and this is exactly what I saw. A street lamp flickering silently, glowing, shining, lighting up, a million twinkling snowflakes as they gently fall, adding to the shimmering blanket of dazzling white already on the ground. The waning crescent of the moon sends down a beautiful radiance faintly illuminating the milky mantle below with an effervescent seasonal glow. The subdued shadows of rabbits, nervously searching, digging for food, their yellow eyes glowing, always watching for any danger around them. Birds flying high above, indistinguishable by sight in the dark, known only by the chirping, cheeping, or chattering sounds they make, calling out to one another. The trees, shrouded silhouettes in the blackness surrounding them, dancing in the cold winter wind, swaying to the symphony of the season. Homes, covered and dressed in snow, outlined by flashing Christmas lights, shining brightly in the darkness, reflecting on the snow below. In the front windows, dazzling Christmas trees, brightly adorned with decorations, presents wrapped and scattered on the floor beneath, ready and waiting for the morning to arrive. White clouds of warm smoke billowing from the chimneys, rising slowly, disappearing into the darkness of the night sky. All these combine to create a quiet, mysterious landscape, a surreal winter wonderland, a picture of peaceful serenity on this special night of nights. 
the sable black of the sky contrasting yet combining with the frosted white of the freshly fallen snow, all working together to create the perfect picture of another Christmas Eve. Oh. And that's Christmas Eve. That is Christmas Eve. Thank you so much, Lori, for coming and stopping by. It's been so good to share with you. Now, lastly, though, uh, if people would like to order a book, how can they do that? It's very simple. Uh, you just have to call me and we will make arrangements. Uh, the books are $25. Um, a portion of the proceeds will go to the Neverland Cancer Foundation, which has been incredibly good to me since I was diagnosed uh, three years ago. And so a portion will go to them. Uh, they simply call me 204-890-8999 and we can make arrangements. Uh, basically, if I have to mail it out, they pay for postage and uh, I'd be happy to do that anytime. Oh. Well, thank you so much. All the best and happy thank holidays you. to you and your family, Lori. Happy holidays to you and I hope you and Kevin and your kids have a wonderful time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ILikeYou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.